and that's that's the top. That's our list. That's our top thirty. Interesting that's final it. three teams, though. Interesting. Hey man, top. It's better than Washington. We'll see. <laughs> Washington ends up being Washington's the best doing league. They win the title. First, if they win the title, I mean, God damn. I, I'm I'm retiring, man. You're I'm, retiring. I'm, okay. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not watching ball anymore. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Quarter Kings. You're with your host, Austin Chang, and with me every other 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 week, Brian Hugh. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, bro. You chilling? Just, just chilling a bit. Hair's a little messy, so we got the hood on today. Always clutch the hoodie, you know what I'm saying? Always, always coming in clutch. You know what's clutch? That... This guy's clutch. That guy is clutch. Uh, not these guys. No, bro. that's not clutch. Not <laughs> Definitely these guys. not clutch. Not these guys. I was so mad watching the game. Did you watch the? What it was like a, a line drive. I wasn't a line drive, but like it was like a fly out, and like it just was foul, bro. It was. I was. It was Chapman, just foul. Right? Was, it, was it Matt Chapman? I think it was Chapman. It, it was, was like oh this for foul, and then the next God, pitch hits a du- into a double play. Into oh a double God. play. Yeah. That would have tied Chapman. the game, bro. It was Chapman. God so damn. First, the first game I started watching. Okay, this is off topic. This is baseball now. But the first game, Lewis hits two home runs. And this guy has a hamstring issue. Like, holy. And we lose. The second game, they just. We just threw it. We just, just couldn't hit. We couldn't hit. We subbed off the pitcher, Barrios. Way too early, I feel like. That was a fourth inning. Oh, God. I mean, I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, it is what it is. We got next year, but this year was such a good team. It's like every Toronto team just feels like okay. Not the Raptors are kind of different, but the the Leafs and the Blue Jays are so identical with their teams. Like they're both teams with ins- insane talent. You expect them to be better, but they just fall apart when it's time to win. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. It's the ch- they're choke artists. It's it is what it is. It's sad how bad their hitting was this year, though. Like if you have you like your Pitching biggest issue. Yeah, which is crazy because you brought in the pitching to like to help because your batting was already good enough, but and your pitching was, was great. Like, everyone and your hitting was kinda, terrible. Everyone just kind of went downhill for the hitting. Like everyone, yeah. everyone's stats weren't up to par from. The, I think Bichette played pretty good the whole year, and except for when he's come back from injury. But then Vladdy just could Vladdy not. Had off, he had a yeah. down season. Really, really did. He won the, the home run derby, and but he. I don't think he didn't even have thirty homers. Like I'm not even sure if he had thirty. Oh, he had like he had like twenty six, and he didn't even reach triple digits for RBIs. <sighs> man, Wild. see, that's bad. That's bad for that's, Vladdy. That's for Vladdy, and then Loki Chappie had a good season, but he was injured for like a good portion of the season, like whole month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I I think was the issue. I think Varsho actually had a pretty decent season. Varsho OPS could have been better. I think defensively he, he was if defensively, defensively he was really he sad, was amazing. But he's but always I good defensively. He always he struck out too much. Varsho struck out too much. Mm. But his power was there. He was like one of our better hitters in terms of for like raw power. Next year is the year. After next year, maybe maybe who knows? Maybe you got trade for for Shohei. Shohei's a free agent, bro. Oh yeah. He's gonna sign to he, Toronto. He, he might just have to come to Toronto, you know. We got a good uh, I mean, Japanese population here. Right. If we get him here. 
Oof. I mean, people already hate the Blue Jays, but okay. Wait, this is a Raptors podcast. Oh, right. oh my god, no <laughs> bias. Sorry, podcast. this is a basketball podcast. This is a basketball podcast. It's a Brooklyn Nets podcast. So let's <laughs> let's get back on topic because we just talked about baseball for about four minutes. All right, <laughs> let's get back right on track. Uh, today is October eighth at one fifty three p.m. Oof, and okay. in Canada, it's going to be Thanksgiving. So I just wanted to say, Austin, I'm really thankful for you. Ah, thankful for this podcast as well. Thankful for all our fans and anyone who just supported us along the way. It's a really heartfelt message, Ryan. And you're right. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. I'm actually going to be at the gym tomorrow. Not even, okay. not even with my family, which is pretty sad. But still, it is Thanksgiving. And of course, like Ryan said, thankful for everything that I've had in my life. Thankful for Ryan wearing this blue hoodie. Thankful for Ben Simmons, obviously, at all times. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to to Thanksgiving. Eating that turkey and some cranberry, cranberry you sauce. Eat tur- you eat turkey with cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce is so underrated, but like it's only a one-time thing, in my opinion. Like okay, fine. fine. You can't. I'm, you I'm don't not, like cranberry not sauce? A big, not a big fan of it. What's wrong with it? I think it's sweet. Oh, it's just it's just something I don't. I just don't vibe with that much. That's all. So, so what do you have instead of like, what's the sauce here? Gravy? <laughs> We're having hot pot tomorrow. Oh, for Thanksgiving? Yeah. No turkey? What kind no of Thanksgiving? Turkey. Wow, fake. Just, just hot pot, bro. Fair enough. In your house, you have a hot pot old thing? Oh, we're, go- we're going out. Where are you going? Hadi Lao? No way. No, you're, not Hadi You're balling if you're going to Hadi Lao. <laughs> bro, I don't have $200 like that. Bro, that was, I regret that so much. It hurt my wallet when I went <laughs> that day. It was crazy. Just go to Midland and Finch next time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they have yeah. a lot of places that was. Yeah, they have, like, the Oiso or something like that there. They have a Ding Tai Fung, which I don't think is even hot pot. It just sounds fun to say. It just sounds fun to say, exactly. Do you like, right, um... Right, no. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Stop, right, stop. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, now, now we're talking about food. <laughs> Yo, like, we're just... We're, we're tier 10 yappers, bro. We're actually bro, yapper town. We're avoiding the topic altogether. Okay. You brought Thanksgiving out of nowhere. <laughs> that is okay, true. So I am That's sorry. me for Blue Jays. That's you for Thanksgiving. Okay, now we're, we're one-on-one. But thankful for you. That's of course. Thankful for our hot pot and Thanksgiving as well. Yes, yes. And you. All right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> About a week ago, Damian Lillard got traded in a three-team deal. Finally, that saga is over. Bucks receive Dame. Blazers get Drew Holiday, Aiton, Tumani, Kamara, and... Big pickup. Yes, three first-round picks. The Suns received Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson. Great this trade for each team so okay i think for the blazers this is pretty much an a maybe even leaning towards the a plus because i think that milwaukee 2029 pick that they got is probably the most valuable like trade piece or most valuable pick i guess for the future because in, in a few years like God, you're probably them. yeah oh they got i mean two I unprotected ones the 2029 one is definitely the the big money one because i think the one before i think like, Giannis will still be of age. Like, you're still expecting to be pretty good. But by the time it hits that 2029 pick, Giannis is in his mid-30s. You're expecting Dame to probably be gone by then. And all the other guys, maybe Brooke is, could be retired by then. So you never yeah. know. So that's big. So I think Portland really did well. Getting Aiton, who's a perennial 2010 guy, it's important to have something like that for your your young guards to pass to. You don't have, like, a shitty big that can't finish at the rim like Nurkic, even though I love Nurkic. So Portland did really well. Obviously, for Milwaukee, you got the the best player in the deal, so you got to give them at least like a B plus for that, or even an A. They they got what they wanted, and for the Suns, I I think they actually kind of lost the steal a lot. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with Aiden. I think, yes, he was disgruntled, 
But if you look at what he provided on the court, it's elite finishing at the rim. Maybe he's not the most, I guess, there at all times, not locked in at all times. He's still one of the best defenders at the rim when he wants to be. He's good on the short roll, and I think he has more potential to be scoring. He's pretty decent on the low block. Like Every time they need a bucket, you throw it to him. He's probably going to score it from the mid-range. And you replace him with Nurkic, who makes you weak, uh, weaker defensively, and you already have kind of like a weak defense as it is. Like a lot of all of these, all the shots that teams get against the Suns are at the rim. So if you have someone like Nurkic down there, it's foul city. He's going to foul out, and he's not a good defender. At, uh, not the he's not a great finisher at the rim either. So you're kind of losing two of the most important skills a center needs, and the only thing you get back is Grayson Allen, who I think is pretty good. Keon Johnson doesn't really matter, and Nazir Little could maybe provide some wing depth, but that's about it. So I gotta give them maybe a C minus. Uh, on my side, uh, I thought Milwaukee getting Dame is probably the best thing that could have happened to that city. Uh, Giannis has threatened to leave a few weeks ago, and he was like, "Oh, if they're not a contender, I'm not signing." And look what they brought in. Look who they got. So Dame guarantees Giannis's long-term stay in. Milwaukee, so A plus to them. Uh, Portland, they got a really nice haul. They got a really nice haul. They were able to get DeAndre Aiden from the Suns in that three team deal. They were able to acquire Jeremy, uh, not uh, Drew Holiday, which we'll touch upon real quick later as well. And then they got a bunch of draft picks, which is always great since those are so mo- so much further down the line in the future. Who knows where the Bucks will be? Right by that point, they are either rebuilding or retooling. So that draft pick could be really nice. So I'm giving them an A just because they didn't receive the best player in the in the deal. But the overall package in itself, very nice for their long-term success. Probably got the second best player, to be honest. Drew? Aiden. Out of all yeah. those guys, I mean, Nurkic, Drew, like, I'm probably taking Aiden for the next three years at least. I guess, yeah. And then I low-key thought the Suns did a decent job. Uh... Just because they were depleted. They just sold off one of their max contract guys for <laughs> for a bunch of assets. And now you could, depending on, even if Nurkic doesn't perform that well, considering he's not a defensive-minded guy, you could always just flip him later on for maybe someone a little more solid on D, since you have so much guys that are so offensively oriented. I think for, uh, Phoenix being able to squeeze themselves into this deal warrants a B minus. You know what? I think it's fair enough that you brought up that they have more leverage now, I guess, in deals because Aiden was one contract that was kind of tough to move. But now that you split it up into three kind of mid... Four like, different contracts? Yeah, like... That can, oh, yeah, everyone four, can but, provide, right? But yeah. it's, it's easy. Like, it's more like three with Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and, and Nurkic. Yeah, you're right. I guess they do have more leverage for trades, I guess. But I think with this team, like, you only have a window to win a championship. And with the teams in the West kind of gearing up to to bolster their own teams like i think okc is gonna make a run memphis is is coming from the from the back like now is the best time to contend and i think if you're training away your number one center it's really tough to kind of visualize if maybe that like if this year doesn't work out like how they're gonna retool that roster and still be a a number one contender with all these Mm -hmm. other teams still trying to contend yeah but i do see what you mean yeah i i just think that a lot of people are focusing too much on the nurkic side and they're just like oh he can't play defense, and they already have a lot, like lots of offensive guys. I just figured you can always trade the guy eventually. It's not a big deal. I think deal. you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. 
And if anything, who doesn't want to play in Phoenix now? You have more, you have more uh, opportunities to win a championship. Just you get someone like, I don't know, Dwight Howard, sign a minimum there, and he's a defensive guy, right? <laughs> yes. Who knows? I guess you're right. I guess I guess I am overrating the impact that losing Aiden would would, would value. I guess. But but I, think, I guess Portland. Yeah. That Aiden is important. That's big. He gets so much more touches, so much more chances now. For sure. Now with Robert Williams, it is a bit kind of mm-hmm. hard to see the fit, but Aiden will get the majority of the starter minutes and. I'm excited. Like I think he's he's geared towards a really big season. He's gonna be refreshed, rejuvenated to be on a new team where he's gonna to touch the ball more. He looks so happy. He, looks he does. So happy. <laughs> I've never seen him happier. Talking about dominating. I'm dominating, dude. I, I don't like that name. I'm sorry. Well, we'll like see what I'm to say, man. Like his name is Aiden. What well, what do you want him to do, man? He didn't choose that nickname, bro. Maybe he did, yeah. but like, fuck, it's cool. Good enough. Good enough. If you're not Kobe, you don't give yourself the nickname. That's that's just. Especially if you don't dominate. He shouldn't have that name because he got yeah, dominated he actually last postseason. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Robert mean. Williams though. This is the Celtics Drew. deal. Yeah. yeah, this is the Celtics deal. Literally like two, three days after the steal went down, the Celtics pulled the trigger, receiving Drew Holiday, and the Blazers got Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, the 2024 Warriors first round pick, and a 2029 unprotected first round pick. So. We're going to grade these again. <laughs> I think the Celtics did really well here. You want to contend, and you've seen the last three years. I mean, they already traded smart because they're like, well, the last few years, it just hasn't been working out. This team has not be able to get over that hump. You I trade smart they brought for in a better Marcus Smart. They really did. Like It's someone, It's a, <laughs> a more like defensively mind Marcus Smart, less fouls. And, and more often. Like, <laughs> yeah, he could run the pick and roll, which is one that they really didn't have. So I got to give Celtics at least an A for this. And for Portland, I mean, you just want to get off of him. You're probably going to trade Brogdon as well, maybe down the line. I got to give them an A as well. Like they got, they got a few picks. They got Robert Williams, who's someone that maybe wasn't at his best place in Boston. Like you expect them to play more minutes for a team like Portland now, with all these young guys. He just wasn't getting the value that he should be at at, at Boston. So I think both teams actually did pretty well as a team that I'd say it's a trade that I think both teams won. Uh, a plus for the Celtics. Uh, they already figured out who they needed to stay, who they needed to kind of let go, and this this is their ear to go all in, and that's what they did. They brought in Chris Stapps, uh, signed him in for another two years. JT and JB are ready to to prove that they're and Drew Holiday is just gonna gonna Drew right. It's <laughs> and everyone else, their surrounding cast is just so it just complements them all so nicely. Really so, solid team. Yeah, exactly. So I can't A plus is what I'll give, be giving the Celtics. And Portland, they get more trade assets. They get Malcolm Brogdon, which I think is going to the Clippers. That's just a personal opinion. And Robert Williams. I don't know what the fit will be like, but they got another young center that probably won't be run alongside Aiton, but uh it'll be interesting to see. And even if it doesn't, you can always just move another one of them to to build around Scoot and Sharp. Yeah, like... An a. That's an A for me. The way that Portland can just kind of pivot their season is, is interesting. I mean, even by the trade deadline, you can trade Grant. You can trade either Robert Williams or, or Aiden if, if you need to. You can trade Brogdon. Like, there's so much directions you can go with this team. Or you can just keep them together. Like, you never know how this team is going to work. So, Ooh. I think Portland has so much more maneuverability now compared to last season where it's like... 
you have Grant, Nurkic, and, and Dame on, like, these big contracts. It's, like, it looks like it was too late to, to make this Dame trade. Like, you thought Prolin was going to be fucked. But I think Prolin's actually in a really good spot right now. Portland might low-key be, like, the Utah Jazz from last season. What do you mean? You know how they were, they were, like, everyone thought, oh, last place, won't make any noise. But they came off the season strong and were relatively competitive until the trade deadline when they just shipped everyone out. So I think that that might happen in Portland this year. Yeah, I think Portland, I mean, people are like people talk about Scoot a lot and stuff. I think Simons is someone that people have been sleeping on. I mean, last season when he got the run, he averaged like close to like 25, 6, and 4 on like really good efficiency. And it's not like he's chucking shots. It's not like these young guys like, even like Lamella, where they're just throwing up bullshit, and it, and he's averaging twenty, he's averaging on good efficiency on a team that really wasn't that talented. So who knows this season with, with him being like the the guy who's probably the number one guy on that team, you don't know what they could do, especially with Aiden. I think I think I'm a lot higher on Aiden than other people are, just because I think his value is actually really important, especially that one year. I think it was the bubble year, mm-hmm. where, I don't know, it was the bubble year where he defended Anthony Davis. Jokic and like back-to-back series played really well. Even in the finals, he was pretty decent. So I don't know. I think Ain has a lot of untapped potential, and we have a bunch of these guys that are on the cusp of becoming stars, like Simons and Ain. Who knows? Maybe they could make a push like the Utah Jazz did. Uh, looking forward to the Blazers season. Um, I know a lot of young guys might not work out, but we've seen young guys like the OKC in 2012, 2013-ish. They made a Ooh, <laughs> no one really predicted that. To... Oh, that'd be crazy. Oh, well, that's a really hot take because I don't think they reach any of this like that level of stardom. But we've seen young teams take that huge ass leap from like, oh, they're the future to no, we're the now. So <laughs> now, <I don't>... if I <laughs> we're the now, exactly. Not saying they are because Scoot is a rookie. Uh, Shaden Sharp has still a lot to prove, and everyone else just has not played with each other enough to. And know... they have no three. <laughs> the it's like non-existent with yeah, that actually. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe in two years they'll be um they'll be climbing the ranks in the West. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, like I'm saying, I think this this new duo of Dame and Lillard. I think Dame and Lillard. Be, Dame and Lillard. Sorry, sorry, Dame and Giannis <laughs> might be in my opinion number one in the league now. Mm, a bit of foreshadowing. I, I might, I might have to of... make a little argument there, but. Ooh, okay. I'll, uh, we'll, we'll hear your argument later on. Let's dive right into that. This Let's week, go. this week we're going to be ranking the duos in the NBA right now. So you got thirty teams. That means you got what sixty players to rank, which is crazy. Like going into it, when you just look at this topic. NBA duos, it's like we have to rank all 30 teams. It, it looked like a lot to do. It looked like a big task. Yeah. Actually, but, let me ask you, how did you how did you go into it? Like, what did you, how did you just look through each team and decide, or, or how did you do it? So when I was doing it, I was like, all right, who, when you look at a team, usually you have a face or you have a, a player you associate with them. Like Kobe is with the Lakers. Tim Duncan is with the Spurs. Dirk Nowitzki is with the Mavericks. I can go on and on. But you look at, I was looking at, all right, who screams Houston right now? Who screams Cleveland right now? And then who is the most complimentary piece that fits along with that face? And from there, that's how I decided that's the duo. 
Okay, that's. I don't want two contrasting players. I'd rather have players that, if they were the only two players on this team, those would be the ones that would like lead this team into a somewhat more competitive zone. Yeah, okay, that's fair yeah. enough. That's kind of how I looked at it too, as well. So, you yeah. did too. All right, sure thing. You want to start with number thirty? Number thirty. Okay, we can start with number thirty. I want to hear your number 30 because I have a lot, a lot of teams down here at this bottom of the barrel area. So I want to see who you went with. Right from the bottom, I have Washington. <laughs> wow, that that's really yeah. surprising. Washington's really surprising. Kuzma and Poole. That's last. That's last. <laughs> How so, Ryan? How so? Bro, they haven't played with each other. Ever. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay, so like I th- I'm considering chemistry a lot too because if you're the duo, you'll be like, throwing lobs to each other you'll be like sending picks and rolls for each other a lot right or like you'll be on the wing together a lot or down low together a lot i don't know how each other play so if you don't have that chemistry set how are you going to get things going mm, but 30 is like whew, i mean these oh, are, cool. i think these are both really talented players especially pool i think is really underrated now he's a great assist guy he's a really impressive scorer one of the best scorers i guess in the whole league if you go to just buckets get it down here he had a dinner, but like he was playing behind Curry, and like he wanted to be a starter. And when he did get the chance to start, he was really good. Yeah. So you never know. I, I have a lot of faith in Poole next season. I think Poole could be like a number one guard on your team. And Kuzma is like a talented scorer as well. I mean, maybe he's not the greatest fit along, alongside Poole, but I think the duo still works better than some of the duos that I have down here, if I have to guess. like I think they have a, kind of a dynamic. They both kind of seem like they, they like each other already. Like They're meshing well. Like I, I expect next season both, of the, both of these guys to average at least 20 both. Team so, Lightskin, yeah. But. Team Lightskin, you know, like these are both the risk, the risk gods. So I having my thirty is, I don't know about that, right? I don't know. Well, I don't know. They just don't seem. It's it's very clashing. The games are very clashing. They're both very is it the ball dominant. It's We've seen that work before. Dominant. We've seen that work before. I guess. Like teams can share I, the share the possession. I think I it think comes out to the because, coach, to be honest. I think yeah, it's also like very dependent on who gets more touches and. If it'll work out. Mm. Mm. Who's your number 30? I had Detroit at number 30. And I think it, that... Detroit was very close for me. <laughs> Detroit, I had, I had Cunningham and J- Jalen Dern for their duo right now. Dern, which is interesting. Because I, th- I think for the future, if you're looking at... Uh, I guess for even next season, it's you're probably going to probably run your, your, run your offense through Kate a lot. But I'm not choosing Ivy, who's like the second guard on that team, who's not really a dynamic player with, with Kate. I think Dern being a lob threat... Being a pick and roll partner for K, like they're gonna probably put a lot of trust into Duran to be that number one center. They're they're hoping that he can be that guy. So if I'm looking at Caden Duran, it's it's like Cade's a proven player on this team, but Duran is just like kind of a rim runner. Like there's not much of a duo going on. Like I don't know. I think these guys just they have absolutely no synergy together at this moment. I mean, this compared to Poole and Kuzma, I'm not sure. I, I think this is. I I think this probably is the worst doing the league currently. Like if you're just looking at next season, it's like. It's not really much going on here. It's funny because I didn't even have that as a duo. Dude, who'd you have as as the second guy? For it's Cade and Boyan Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. <laughs> yeah. Where's the synergy there, right? Bro, Cade just passes. dimes it, dimes it. To yeah, and then Bogdanovich shoots it. It's it's that simple. See, that should be the synergy for Indiana, but it's not. It should be it should be Halliburton and Healed, but it's not because they're bringing Healed off the I have, bench. I have Turner. Yeah, I, I do have Turner. Turner for them. Yeah, I did. But I just figured, yeah, because Bogdanovich is a proven scorer. Like, okay, he can work off ball next to Cade. It's it's happened before. It's going to happen again. That's where Bogdanovich thrives. So 
they're not last in that regard for me. You don't think uh, Kuzma can catch and shoot the ball? Nah, nah. Yeah. He's technically proven. He ha- he has done it last season, technically. Yeah, but compared to Bogdanovich, though, come on now, like. <laughs> mm, but Poole's better than, Poole's better than Bogdanovich. I think but, Kuzma's better than Bogdanovich too. But I don't I don't think Cade I think Cade's better than both Kuzma and Poole. Yeah, but like that whole team sucks. Like there's no real duel going on. Like it's like it's just kind of my ball, your ball, I feel like at this point. I don't know. I, I think the just in just the, the thought of a duo, I think that Washington you can see the duo. Where where Detroit's like eh, like it's just a bunch of guys on the team, like there's not much of a duo going on. Mm. I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I'm arguing this. These are still like some shit ass duels, but like it's like the battle of mid. I don't no, know. this is this is the battle of the the, the mid. This is this is, this is literally the battle of the mid. I don't know why we're arguing right now. <laughs> That's what I got. Kuzma That's... and Poole, number thirty, and you mm. got Durin and Cade. Uh, Cade. All right. Twenty nine. Who you got? This is really a toss up. I had two teams here that I wanted to want to put, but. I'll go with Sexton and Markkanen at twenty nine. I think Markkanen's okay. I think Markkanen's a really talented player when it comes down to it. But the duel, it's impossible to, to see who it is because you would say that John Collins is probably their second best player after that. Then maybe Walker Kessler, but there's not really a duo over there. So you have to look at their guards and is it is it Clarkson? I don't think that's much of a duo. I guess like I have to put I have to put Sexton. He's a only really true point guard on a team, which is really weird because like on a team full of guards, you have no true point guards. But with this duo is like Sexton can pl- he actually played pretty decent last season when he had the chance. Yeah. But I don't see the duo there. I think they're really two really different players. It's just they play different positions. Who knows? Maybe they can pair up on, on a lot threat, maybe. But for the time being, I think that this duo is just they're just two talented players on a team together. So they're better than Detroit. But they're probably not above the other guys that probably have synergy. I low key had Markinen and I had Clarkson as my duo. It's just because I think uh Clarkson is just the overall better player compared to Sexton right now. Um, he's had That's a lot enough. more experience, and he knows he's played with a lot. He's played with a bunch of guys. He knows how to play off ball next to a ball dominant guy. He's played with LeBron and Kobe. He's played with Kobe. <laughs> like, come on! Like, if you have Markin as your number, you have Markin as your number one. You know how to play off ball. You know how to find open looks, get the nice shots, right? Cut, okay. cut properly. It's. I think that duo is underrated in this league right now. So obviously it's not top fifteen or anything, but not this low in my opinion. But I didn't have Sexton at all, so I can't say for. for yeah, Dexton. maybe for Clarkson, maybe maybe if I saw the dynamic that you saw, maybe I could put him higher. But yeah, I guess I guess I guess you're right. But this duo down here with Sexton probably is pretty bad. My next one, uh, Bogdanovich and Cade. Like I said, it's <laughs> it's not a a perfect duel. It's not the best duo but they can play with each other we've seen it before last season so it's not like starting from here on out, i think there's a little more chemistry between the guys yeah yeah it's just more of like yeah they're okay but they're not lebron and ad <laughs> for sure not <laughs> yeah that's what i got bogdanovich and Cade. yeah fair enough it's a good spot yeah. after them who'd you have uh, after my next one hmm. uh <laughs> Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell. Ooh, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell. Interesting. I know they just, one of the, I think Vassell just signed a huge ass contract. He's definitely one of the guys. He's definitely one of the guys. Um, I think, though, uh, I was debating whether it was going to be Wemby. I had a Wemby, personally. Yeah. But my only thing was 
Wemby's gonna be like targeted a whole lot this season. And it's not gonna be more of a duo, but more of him just like if he gets like double team, he's just throwing out to the next open man. He's not <laughs> it's not so I just figured like who has good chemistry with each other, who has trust with each other, and who who can rely on each other in the, the tough moments of play. I just settled on, yeah, these two were the were the faces of the Spurs for the last like season or two. So it kind of just makes sense, but they're not. They're, uh, not, yeah, they're nothing crazy. They're not LeBron and AD. Just, yeah, that's just <laughs> again LeBron and AD. That's always the one we come back to. Yeah, but yeah, that's um, that's what I got. That's interesting. I, after them, I actually had Jalen Green and, and Fred VanVleet yeah, as the next that, duo. That was a tough. Just because they're both talented players in their own regard, but the chemistry you just you just don't see how it's going to work with so much guys on that team, like. For a duo to work, it's like they're the two guys that you you know are the duo. They're the two best guys in the team. On this team, like I had to argue between so much different guys to put like Van Vliet, Jabari, Green, or or Shangun and stuff. There's so much guys you can see being the number one and number two guy that it's it's hard to really rank these guys above any other duos that are coming up ahead. So I just had to put them on the spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it because they were my next one up too, Green and Van Vliet. I just argue that since Van Vliet is an all star. He is a star. Um, and uh, I don't know if you saw the video of them working out together. Yeah, you see the synergy there, yeah. Yeah, I see, I'm already seeing, like, there's good chemistry, there's good mentorship. Um, they're not going to be a very good team since the Rockets aren't aren't blowing anyone's minds right now. But I think <laughs> Jalen Green and Fred VanVleet, that's a lot of talent right there. And Fred VanVleet has played off ball. I know if Jalen Green's going to be the one taking most of the shots, he... Red Van Vliet's chilling. He's making $60 million a year. He doesn't really... Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> exactly. He's just there to be a vet. Yeah, so Green and Van Vliet can work, but it's not something I'm relying on as a top... It's no top LeBron or AD, you know? Yeah, it's not LeBron or AD, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it I'll go, I'll go next... on my next one just because you already said him. I, I had Vassell and, and Wembenyama after mm-hmm. them. Just because I think after the Spurs in this situation, like, I think the duos actually start to get a little bit better. But Vassell and Wembenyama, like, obviously you had Kelly Johnson. I think you're right. Wemby will get a lot of attention from defenses this season. But I think it doesn't really matter. He's probably still their number two guy on that team, Wembenyama. I had a, a behind Vassell for now. And I think that Wemby's going to get a lot of looks, a lot of touches, a lot of plays ran for him, opposed to, to Kelly Johnson, who's probably going to have to settle for that that backup role. Not backup, like, the backup ball handler role, just because... I mean, well, he was the leading scorer last season. He was, but I think this season, Vassell, he's the number one ball handler, I would have to say. Yeah. And behind him is, like... Behind him, it's Kelvin Johnson. Like, he's the second ball handler on that team for now. But Wembenyama's still probably going to get a lot of touches. He's going to be that guy that they're going to hope to run a lot of things through. Like, this is the season to really experiment with their number one pick. Obviously, I don't think he's going to play too many games. He's not going to play the most minutes. But he's still probably going to be the number two guy on the team for the Spurs, so I'll just have to put them here. Fair enough. Uh, I did have Wemby in brackets, just just <laughs> okay. in case we wanted to go there. But I just tried and avoided like putting rookies. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, with yeah, Wembyama, it's like the only one you can really make an argument. It's like well, <laughs> on the team, true, it's like yeah, maybe Scoot, maybe Scoot, maybe maybe. You but I didn't. Even, I had Scoot in brackets as well because I just didn't think they were that reliable right now. <laughs> yeah, like I think I have the same duo as you for for Portland as well. Yeah, I had Simons and Jeremy Grant. That yeah. was my Portland duel. And they're actually next. Oh, same. I actually had them next, too. Oh, shit. All right, we're in synergy let's now. Let's go, uh, let's go. 
we're better than LeBron and AD. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Simons and Jeremy Grant, I just figured they did play with each other last season, but didn't have a good record. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. That was, that was my reasoning. It's just, I couldn't really say anything else. Yeah, I think the duo itself actually has some good, like, pretty much what Damon Grant was doing. Like, you've seen that they both can coexist. I think Afrony yeah. is actually pretty similar to Damon in terms of play style. Yeah. So it's like, if Damon and Grant could work, then, like, Simmons and Grant, it shouldn't be any, like, it shouldn't be too much worse than that. Like, I think Simmons is easily, like, a top 30 guard in the league. So, I mean, you got to expect these two to have some synergy together. <laughs> Just not a great team. At all. Yeah, overall, the team isn't great, but I, I don't think it's terrible yeah it's not terrible but i do think at one point either one of them will be moved and it's going to be either grant and scoot or simons and scoot Mm. yeah yeah who knows maybe it's aiden i think scoot and aiden has a good chance of happening in the future but aiden is interesting maybe both get moved and we that would be crazy (laughs) that would be crazy (laughs) bro uh after the um, after the season is done we just have to revisit this topic yeah we have to we see like half of these guys are good at not even be on their teams anymore (laughs) Uh, next one, I got Lamelo and Rozier. Interesting. You put Rozier I, instead of Bridges. I did have Bridges. I did have Bridges, but Bridges has been out for a whole year. I don't know what that's going to be like. Mm-hmm. And Rozier, he proved that he can still score twenty a game next to Lamelo. Well, Lamelo was all out for a good portion, but still, Lamelo proved that he's a really good scorer. Yeah. Yeah, and Lamelo is—he's just a better. He's just a great passer. Like if he can find an open look from Terry Rozier, it's it's, it's buckets. Hmm. But I don't think it's a duel that's made to last. I don't think it's a duel that will win much games. By the end of the season, Rozier is probably not going to be on the team, and yeah, Bridges might just, just slide right, right in. Yeah, right. Or Brandon Miller has a surprising campaign. I don't think Brandon Miller is touching the ball this year. Their coach just hates rookies. Just does not yeah, play their rookies. <laughs> And he's behind Hayward and Bridges, probably. Hayward is... Oh, my God. He probably, he'll probably get moved, but, yeah, honestly, like, him, bro. just, just get him, him out of here, bro. <laughs> yeah, after, after Poland, I just put Brooklyn and uh, the duo. Mm. I mean, you already know the duo that I have. I, I have Mikhail Bridges and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, yeah. Just because, I mean, even take out all the bias from it. Okay, like, imagine I'm not wearing this jersey. I'm just wearing a black T-shirt. Simmons is going to be starting a point guard, and... If the way they're talking him up is true, you expect him to be like that lead ball handler on that team, which probably makes him back into like, you know, like a number one, number two guy that he was like on Philly. So if you're expecting that, I think Simmons and Bridges, they do have some synergy. The Simmons is a really good passer and he's always ha- had to pass to a big that his whole his whole career. It's also him and Embiid. And even when he was playing on Brooklyn the first year, it was him and Durant. And I think if he he always has a knack for passing the shooters more than bigs, I feel like. So if he's playing with Bridges, I mean, I expect Bridges to get a lot of looks, a lot of good uh, chances to close out, you know, catch the ball, attack right away. So if this duel works the way I expect it to, like, they shouldn't really be here. I probably would put them up a tier above maybe even next mm-hmm. season if they can really, you know, get that all working. But for now, I think Bridges and Simmons, it's like this is like a baseline for them. Like, I just have them above some of the guys that we mentioned for now. I don't think I think they're better than all the other duos that I mentioned. But I think they're in this area where they have a chance to really, you know, solidify themselves as a good duo. I actually had them a few spots ahead because I did put Mikael uh, Bridges and Ben Simmons since I know I got respect. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was debating between Cam Johnson, but now I just figured uh, Ben Simmons is starting. He's going to be the 
the main ball get, ball handler. So he'll get the chance to prove that he's yeah. old man. Exactly. So I, that's what that's what I was thinking. But the duo I had a before them was Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. Mm. Uh, not a great team as as well. But Paolo, reigning rookie of the year. Uh, Franz Wagner's great overall player. He does a little bit of everything that you ask, and uh, it's a very young duo. They've played with each other already, and the reason why they're not so far down below is just because I think they both possess superstar talent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think they're. Uh, I don't think Orlando has anything to lose from continuing to, to try and experiment between the two of them. Just don't break them up. <laughs> yeah. Like you already know that like these two guys are your number one and number two, which is a lot more than other teams pretty much have down here. Yeah. Like there's a solidified number one, number two, you expect to grow with these guys. So yeah, I think that they're they're deserving of the spot of like above Brooklyn, above Portland, like all these other now a team that I actually have pretty interesting that I have above Brooklyn for me is Indiana. I think Halburn and Turner is a, is a really good duo. Like in itself, you see them working. First of all, I don't think Turner's going to be on this team after this season. Second of all, I think Halburn. We say that every year. You do. We do this every year. Like, <laughs> but he's always in trade talks. Turner, the duo makes a lot of sense. It's it's a big that can shoot and it's a guard that can pass. But I just think that the way the coach plays it, it, it's like they don't really use Turner as much as they should. Turner's usually sitting in the corner. Like I think Turner has a lot more potential to be like a low block kind of player, prepared to get touches even in like the mid block, like above the free throw line, like. I think if they really use Turner the way they should, this duel would be a lot higher for me. They'd probably be in a tier above, alongside maybe Chicago even. But just the way that they're used is like, it's just it just has not been working the way it should be. So I just have to put them down here. Like, they have the potential to break out, but for now, I think they're just around this Bridges Simmons area. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, they were ranked higher than my Mikael Bridges and Ben Simmons, which is next after Paulo and Franz Wagner. But that's just simply because Ben Simmons has not had the chance to play with Cal Bridges yet. Uh, he was he was injured during that stretch. Back injury, bro. Come on now. Okay, fine. Uh, but Ben Simmons, like I said, can get the touches, and him and Ben Simmons, Mikael Bridges, might form a lethal like defensive duo. Oh yeah, on defense. Yeah. I mean, we I don't on even think about that. Like a defensive duo, that is also bro, pretty that impressive. Defensive yeah. duo is scary. That is like steals galore. I mean, that wingspan just. They both put the hands out like this. You can't pass the ball into the paint. It was the Great Wall of China. It's it's straight up, dude. <laughs> That's where Simmons was supposed to play last season. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Okay, as Simmons fans, I shouldn't be saying that. But like, that's a joke <laughs> that people made. You know, that's a joke that people made. Yeah, but yeah, I I'm just thinking of like the defensive duo that Brooklyn has because Ben Simmons might be limited offensively a bit, but Mikael Bridges does make up for it a bit more, right? Yeah. I just figured if I had put Cam Johnson instead, that'd be. Basically, one guy doing all the defense and the other one doing all the <laughs> There's a bunch of shooting. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, I just like, yeah, to make it ba- more balanced. And Simmons was an all-star at one point. Who says he can't get back to that form since he's so young? Oh, hey, not just all-star, Ryan. All-NBA. Right? You remember that. He was all-NBA 13. Come on now. Respect all-NBA Simmons. 13, yes. Okay. <laughs> so was Siakam, bro. So was Siakam. Uh, Brooklyn. And then, then I got Indiana. Okay. Fair enough, yeah. fair enough. So same same reasoning for you. I just have more faith in the duo. I just have faith in the Pacers. You're a Pacers fan? Makes sense. Yeah, I'm makes a Pacers sense. Fan. Exactly. Yeah. You're a Brooklyn fan? Makes sense. Of course, right? <laughs> so that's you you said the exact same things. So. Mm. Yeah, I think so. 
like the teams we talked about so far, we all have the same thing. So after Indiana for me, I had Washington, Orlando, oh. then Charlotte. Hey, listen, I have a lot of faith in, in Jordan Poole next season. I think he's he's poised for that breakout year. You know, what he's, I'm saying? he's going to have a breakout, but I don't know if that duo is going to get any wins, bro. Let's see. Mm, I mean, you never know. <laughs> I think this. Okay, I'm. I'm. So the criteria that I had is like all over the place. I feel like it's like the the synergy together, the the, the amount of wins they're going to get, like just. As everything into one. I just think Washington, like the synergy, I think it really does work. Like two scores at different positions, it does work for me. I think it, I think it has a chance to like be a pretty pretty dynamic duo, especially with a, a running big, a rim running big man like Daniel yeah. Gafford. Like you never know, you never. Know. I I just have a lot of faith in these guys. I'm sorry, Ryan. Hey, hey, if he if he had said Poole and Gafford, I would have respected. Oh, it, but, uh, <laughs> okay, all right, all right, fair enough. So you're a Kuzma. Okay, so Kuzma's a problem here. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Bro, it's two ball dominant guys. Like I I don't see how it's gonna work out like that, I especially mean, if they don't have. They I don't mean, have the synergy. I, I think Poole like it's like okay. I don't want to say it, every, but like every it's time like, Poole, every time Poole plays, he needs the ball. Like <laughs> he does not, right? He does not. You've seen him when he plays with Draymond Green. He is an off-ball menace. He shoots off the dribble so well. That's one of his biggest strengths is shooting off the dribble. Like, if he comes off well, off the screen, before he got knocked out by Draymond, but man, Draymond's a bitch for that. Man, Draymond needs to suck <laughs> it up. You know, he needs to accept that Poole's better than him. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Draymond. Poole's better than you. I was like, I have, a fa- I have faith in Poole, right? I'm sorry. Okay. Pool it's Kuzma. It's Kuzma. Okay, it's Kuzma. Kuzma. I like Kuzma too. That's my guy. 6'9". Can shoot the three. Not the Bro, greatest defender. He's, yeah. Yeah. That team has no defense. That duo has no defense. That duo does have no defense. I can't argue yeah. with that. Yeah. But the synergy, I, I see the vision. I see the vision. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Can we'll we, see. We'll give, see. Give us a month into the season. <laughs> and I'll, and we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll let you, you know. You're going to roast me because I had them above Indiana. So I'm going to hear not hear the end of this. You know yeah. What I'm yeah. But at least we have the uh, same set of teams down here. Pretty much. Pretty much. This is like the bottom of the barrel. I think yeah. we're relatively just the orders that might be a little, exactly. little, little sketchy. <laughs> for, for me, probably, yeah. Utah ranks next for me. Markin and Jordan Clarkson. They played together. Uh, they play different positions, and they're not the greatest defensively, in my opinion. I don't think Markinen is a great defender, but he's he, actually one of the best rim protectors in the league. But like on the on the wing though, because that's where he's primarily playing. Yeah, he isn't playing at the three. He is gonna be playing. Yeah, at the three, like yeah. the he, the small, not the smaller. Like the faster guys are gonna get get ahead of him. He's he he's good at chasing down blocks and everything. Mm. But like people, like, oops, and then LeBron's just gonna. 20, 21st year in the league, LeBron is going to still be faster than 38 year old fucking LeBron just going to blow by Markinen. Yeah, but you never know. So I think Markinen does have he has potential to be a better defender for sure. He does. He has the, he has the physical tools. Yeah, but he's so focused on the offensive end now. I don't see him. I don't see the duo being any higher than that. Mm, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Maybe I'm just I just don't like how fast he is, how slow he is. So Markkinen, yeah. I mean he's graceful for six eleven. Like he's he's pretty graceful to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Might be the most graceful six eleven player we've seen this this, in well, this NBA. Mm, Le- Giannis got some, got some. But graceful, like Giannis is kind of just like you know what I'm saying the hardest. He's he's, he's just a, running he's a dunk, buffalo. you know. He's, he's, he's a buffalo. He, yeah, he's he's running, Mister Running Dunk. Like Markkinen, low key is like, you know, he's kind of shifty Ooh. a little bit. He is, he is. I'm not so, gonna lie. Know. Maybe that's the argument we have to make for another year. Most graceful six level player. <laughs> Markin and Jordan Clarkson are my next in this 
That's fair enough. So Ooh, I actually I split them up into tiers, and I right. So this is my tier three. I moved past tier four. Mm-hmm. The last team in tier three for me is the Raptors. I think Seattle. So see, I'd Siakam and Scotty, even though they're both in conflicting positions. I think the synergy kind of is there. Like Siakam is a shooting four. He's a ball dominant guy, and hopefully this season he gets the ball more. And and Scotty's like a pure playmaker at, at the. And he's probably playing the three, I guess, alongside Siakam. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to the clutch. Which is where I'm, where I'm looking at this duel working. Scotty can be that lead ball handler, playing off the pick and roll or pick and pop with, with Siakam, and it'll work really well. I think Scotty's a, a really good decision maker for his age. One of the most underrated players. I feel like at this point, people say he's going to be a bust next year. I don't see it. I think he's going to be really good next year. And the way that both of them play, they're 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 like the same position, same size, but their play styles are completely different. It's like a number one guy in, in Siakam, and Scotty's like your number two that's passing the ball, finding the open looks. Dumping it off to the bigs. So I think this, these are both really talented players. And I didn't have them in the tier below because Siakam is an all-NBA player and a solidified one. And with the talent that Scotty has alongside him, he can be an all-star kind of player. I think they, they just deserve to not be in that bottom tier. Uh, 100% agree. They were my next duel as well. I just figured uh, all-NBA guy with a potential all-star next year. I, I don't see... <laughs> yeah, I just not don't bottom, see... Yeah. Yeah, I don't see much three-point shooting, that's all. Hmm, that's but, fair enough. But then again, you have so many good shooters around them. You have Gary Trent, you have Grady Dick, you OG. have Dennis Shooter, who's decent, OG, OG Ananobi's there as well. Like It's a lot of good three-point shooters around you. You don't need to rely too much, but as a duo in itself, Pascal and Scotty are very solid. I don't think they are on the same tier as Kuzma and Poole, but they're, they're definitely not. better. Definitely not on the same tier as them. Definitely not. I'll I'll be honest there. You know, I'm a yeah. wizard's believer, but yeah. No, you're not that. You're not like that. Yet. I'm not that delusional. I'll say that. <laughs> but yeah, I I was debating whether Gary Trent Jr. was one of them, but then overlooking it's like he came off the bench a lot. He he was more of a spot up shooter. Yeah. And then when he did have the ball, like when he did score, it was mainly Fred VanVleet with him alongside him, not so much Pascal and GTJ. But Pascal and Scotty have that chemistry. They can work together fine. Well, what I'll say, no bias, but we are Raptors fans, let's be honest. <laughs> I think this team is built really well. I'll just say that. I think it's a really well-built team. Shooter at the point, Trent at the two, I guess, or OG. Siakam, Scotty, and then Pearl at the five. With a back of Big and Boucher. It's like, it's a pretty impressive team. Like, if they trade for Dame, I think that they'd be contenders, honestly. If they traded for Dame, they probably would have been... Yeah, they probably would have been like shot way up, but mm. I think this team overall is built for maybe a six seed. Yeah, I don't. Like, I can't I think, see yeah. them. I can't see them any higher. But I, they do. Especially have a with shot. the teams in the East, yeah, definitely not higher. The teams yeah. in the East that they have, yeah. <laughs> but definitely a shot, maybe for a second round. I could see it. Like they're built for the playoffs. I feel like all these players. Are being, finals look is at a it. little more. It's a little more of a stretch, but I second round is definitely doable. Like Schroeder as a point guard, like. A gritty point guard that can shoot the ball. Trent, a scorer off the bench. Scotty, good playmaker in the clutch. OG Ananobi right there. OG 3 and D. Siakam as their number one option. All NBA. And Pirtle as their rim protector. I mean, that is like, that's a that's a team made for the playoffs. I'll be honest. Yeah. And you, you only play like seven, eight guys in, in the playoffs either way. So. Exactly. And you have guys off the bench that you could trust. Like Thaddeus Young, Otto Porter, maybe Grady Dick, Boucher, Ochoa. Like, you can yeah. trust at least two of those guys, three of those guys. 
Yeah. So, hey, I'm just saying, like, no, no it's bias. But, whew, that's a no, team. No, no bias. It's a, it's a team, bro. It's a, it's a well-built roster. I'll be honest. It's a, it's a, it's a team of dogs. Yeah, it's a, it's a team of dogs yeah. for sure. Yeah. I like except for I like Boucher because Boucher is pretty soft. I'll be honest. But yeah. <laughs> that's a team of dogs. Next up, Levine and Demar. Whew, okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, Levine and Demar. I don't see this duo. This duo has been together for what three years now. They haven't accomplished much. I'm sorry. They just they had their their peak. It was their first year together, and it's just been kind of downhill ever since. It's been sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the two players. I like both of them, but it's it's tough for me to say that they are they're a, a winning duo. So, but they like talent wise, they are better yeah, than everyone else. Are there. Yeah. But like everything else is just not there. Yeah, I I, I had Chicago a little bit higher, but I just think that. They do have their own faults. Like they do end up playing pretty bad when they need to play really good. But I think their biggest fault is the team around them. I just don't think they have a true point guard. And Patrick Williams has just not come together. Like he's just not being the player that he needs to be. If they have, if they had Lonzo Ball here, who knows? I think this duo would rank a bit higher for me. Yeah. But for the time being, like they're just not. The team is not performing at a level they need to for these guys to be ranked higher. That's that's all it is for me. I think the duo works, but the teams I have above them. I just they they're just not winning enough to to be to be ranked yeah. above. But yeah, I had Chicago a bit higher actually. After Raptors, I had OKC. I had, I had J Dub and I had SGA at this at this area. Now last season they did play really well together, but you never know with their synergy next season with how teams yeah. are going to probably drop plays. They're going to know how J Dub plays. It's going to be tough to see them replicating that. But I think SGA in itself is a really good player. And I think any you could have picked any of the guys on that team to be at, to be the second guy, and it probably would have worked. But I don't think the position would have changed for me. I think this team has a lot of scoring potential. They're both pretty sound defensively, especially SGA, who has been really impressive. But I think all in all, like the talent probably isn't there for the second guy on the team to where I would yeah. put them above a team like Chicago. Yeah, uh, they were actually my next team up right after Chicago. Uh, you have all NBA first team SGA scoring 31 points a game. Hannah represent, and then you have Josh Giddy scoring 16 points a game. Like, <laughs> like, like yes, Team Australia. He's such a good player for you guys, but like in comparison, the stats are just too drastic. Uh, it's just very it's not all about points, for... Ryan. It's not all about points. You know I, I know, I know, but like, if you need someone to rely on next, like you can't have SGA taking all the shots. Like. He... He needs a he needs a running mate if he can't get things going, mm. right? So I just figured like, uh, we 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 talked about OKC a few episodes ago. I think they're bound. I think as Josh Giddy is going to make a leap this season, uh, so they are ranked higher than Chicago for me. But I just figured you know, if we are to do it based off of what we know right now, Shay is probably the number one guy and number two can be a bunch of other guys exactly. underneath. And we still don't even know how Chet Holmgren plays yet. Yeah, who knows? Maybe that can be the number two. Maybe he's a no, he maybe he's a number two. But yeah, but for I think for both of us, like the talent that SJ possesses just like bolsters whatever it's duo that is gonna be. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Now actually, so I had Chicago above OKC, mm-hmm. but I below them I had Atlanta. I had Trey Young and Dejounte Ooh, Murray. That's a, yeah. That's which a, that's is, a, I think, the team last season. It like both of them just didn't play as well as they should have. And if you take out Collins, you have a true identity for this team to where that's, I think both players can actually, you know, play more confidently, knowing that okay, well now we have Okongwu and Capella as our bigs. Like 
we can actually have develop a synergy with these guys, especially with Okong, who I think has a lot of potential for next season. Trey Young probably gonna shoot better. I think he actually shot pretty, pretty, pretty trash last season. Like for mm-hmm. for him, like he had a lot of games where he just was not hitting the net. And Dejounte Murray defensively sound. Hopefully next season he gets better defensively. Last season I think he actually dropped off a little bit, but that's that's will be there for both guys. And I think this team could probably should be making the playoffs as an eight seven yeah. seed. Like I think they they should be making the playoffs. I think next season they're probably gonna hopefully make a run for past the the playing games. Yeah, uh, I had this duo ranked a little higher. I just figured it's kind of just they just complement each other's weaknesses and strengths super well. Like Dejounte Murray may not be the best three point shooter, but then you have what a three point contest like contestant right next to you. Oh, contest. you're not that good at de- you're not that good at defense. Oh, you got a pretty good defender. Like it just, it just complements each other, like their play style. So I just figured like if they can get things going this season, especially with John Collins out of the picture and no more, I don't get any more touches. You got hey, someone. Fair enough for John Collins. You know he he deserved to say that. He he was taunted, <laughs> man. He ruined them in Atlanta. Yeah, but I I just figured yeah that's um. It's, it's a it's a higher ranked duo than most people should think. The next one might surprise you for me. Yeah, Ant and Cat. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Ant that's, and that's the next team I had too. Yeah, I just figured because outside of Ant and Cat, it's more of just like, yeah, they're there, but it's, <laughs> and I. Like Ant and Cat, I think Ant is the true superstar of this team. It's, there's no debate around that, I think, between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And Cat, not that he's regressed, but it's more just. Doesn't. I don't know. I don't see the. I don't see the matching don't see it. together that way. Yeah, I don't see it. Like, Cat's got to go, man. <laughs> Damn, that's, that's surprising. That's surprising. So I did have so this is for me the next, the next tier above above Chicago I tier two at the bottom Edwards and Towns I think Towns just had a just like a down year like not down year but like just kind of off year I guess like I think Towns is gonna be right back to where he was last season like before Hopefully. he went down with injury and we've seen it in in FIBA we've seen it now in the preseason which is just preseason we know but I think Towns he's gonna get back to where he was Gobert should get back to where he was which which should help Towns in, in return to not have to play. All that, like, as much defense as he should be, because you know Downs is not really a great defender. Yeah, Edwards is hopefully going to make that leap to be a consistent twenty-five plus per game scorer. And Towns is, you know, he's, he's shown what he can do. He's one of the, he's probably the best shooting big man of all time. I think this dude it really has a lot of synergy together. Like you have a forward that can attack the basket, and Towns is a pretty decent at, at, at closeouts, like attacking closeouts. But if I'm looking at the people above Minnesota, which is now we're getting into the real duos. It's like they're just not better than the other duos. Like point blank period. Like they're they're better than Levine DeRozan, Young Murray. Mm-hmm. But I think this is like kind of the the spot where it separates like the good duos from like the great duos. Yeah. I, but I, I have more I have more belief in Towns though. I do have more belief in Towns. Towns is. I, I think, yeah, that's the thing with me. I don't believe in Towns that much. He was out for fantasy for a good portion for me last season. I just it, come just on, it always I comes respect. back to this, Ryan. It always <laughs> comes back to this, dude. But. Overall, he is a good player. It's just I don't see. I, I don't think see the fantasy production. Were... The fantasy projection is not there, man. It's not a good fantasy player. So I gotta rank him down here. <laughs> if it was Ant and Gobert, I could I'll rank it higher. But really, Anton Cat, yeah. I think if Ant and Gobert, it would have been higher. Gobert just because is like one, a one zero on offense. I don't know. I think Gobert just gets shit on a lot. It's just 
Well, compared he's to Towns, it's like Towns is like amazing shooter, pretty decent finisher. Like he had a, a couple bad playoffs. Okay, like it's fine. Like he's gonna improve hopefully. Like Towns, he's still like a number one kind of scorer. I don't know. Gobert is like man can't even make a post hook. Like this guy does nothing in offense. I I like Gobert. I'm I'm actually a Gobert believer, but like compared to Towns, like come on now. I don't know. I think I think Gobert might mesh a little better than Anthony Cat because you get you put Cat out there for trades and you can get a whole lot and stuff for him that complement that team. That's true. I agree with you but, there. And then Anthony Gobert can then work much better because you have all these surrounding pieces that can cover up any weaknesses you got. Hmm. But Ant and Cat is tougher just because they're both offensively minded. There's just it's tough to get any defense going if it's you're playing like a two v two type of game in that situation in the playoffs, especially. Yeah, I actually in that in that case, if if we're moving towns, I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. Ant and Gobert would work much better. We've seen it with with Mitchell and Gobert, like. They yeah. pretty much designed the whole offense through Gobert on Utah, and they were the number one seed for like two, three years. So we've seen it work before. And if you trade Cat, just imagine what you can get in return. I mean, you have Ant, you have Jaden McDaniels, and Gobert as your as like your building blocks. That's a really solid foundation for like a playoff team. So if you just get like a two in there that could defend, can kind of play off ball, like maybe you can get OG. You know, you never know. If you can get an OG on that team, maybe even get Trent on, on top of that. Like that's a really solid team for the playoffs. So I do have a lot of hope for if they trade town, they can get a good return. And, and yeah. Edwards and Gobert would be a really good duo. So yeah, I agree with you there. But with Towns on the team, hell no. No. Next one up, uh, do you have the same one or is it? I had, I had Cleveland. Mm, I'm clearing uh, a little higher. I'm clearing okay. a little higher. I do have Mitchell and Garland just because I think at this point, like, I think all these teams past this area all are pretty successful, apart for just one, I guess. And now it just leans into, mean. yeah, you know what team I'm going to talk about. But I know what you <laughs> Mitchell and Garland, they're a really good team. Like, Cleveland's a really good team, but the duo is kind of tough. Like, I was looking at Evan Mobley to even put out this spot, but, like, he's not really – active offensively so it's it's gotta be mitchell and garland two guards dynamic guards mitchell could make the leap to be an all nba kind of player next season garland's like a decent pointer but like i mean garland's kind of like a scoring guard like he reminds me more of like a a clarkson but like a little bit better in terms of, of all that They're not really a true point guard mitchell kind of does the same thing so it's kind of tough to rank these guys above who i'm gonna put above them so I don't know. I think this is really a sweet spot for them. Like they're just not better than the other duos I have above them. Uh, I just have them a little higher because I was expecting them to do not that well last season, but they were what the fourth seed and lost in the first round. Okay, yes, Lo- that was a big blow, but that wasn't it. wasn't It wasn't necessary because Mitchell played pretty well. It was just I think the defense, like the big guys, that kind of collapsed. They couldn't really guard against Randall. Mitchell did have pretty bad games. I'll be honest, he did have some pretty bad games. But like compared to everyone else, though, <laughs> but defense was a problem primarily. Defense You're was right. a big problem, and like they're not already they're already not sound defensively, so you can't put the blame primarily on them. If anything, you blame Jared Allen and Evan Mobley because they can they just couldn't contain them. Yeah, my that's my opinion. Uh, oh, they do rank a little higher since they were a top seed in the East last year. My next one goes to Luca and Kyrie. Hmm. They haven't shown they can do anything. They've won like what three games together. It's <laughs> and yeah, and there's you already have a, a weak roster on defensively. Very weak roster. 
period. Yeah. Not even defensively, like, period, on Dallas. Yeah. How are you going to back that up with two superstars that have not been able to get things going? Like, maybe they get things going this season. Dallas actually secures a top seed in the playoffs, but it's, it's hard for me to say just because of the uncertainty behind everything right now. Right. So I had Dallas above one team, which I'll say after this, but I think okay. Dallas... Their their offense was really good when they played. They played around like twenty plus, like twenty to yeah. twenty five games together, but their offense was really impressive. Like both of these guys played really well, especially Kyrie. He showed that he's still like still a superstar in the league. So if they can just outscore a bunch of these teams, which they probably could. I mean, Kyrie and Luca in itself is like an insane offense. Like you're getting top top five top five offense probably. I'm expecting them to get at least a top seven offense this year with Kyrie and Luca. It's just around them, you, you don't see what, what they really have for team success. But I think the duo itself is actually pretty good. Like, they worked pretty well together last season. So I'm expecting them to kind of carry that into next season. And if you have Luka, who's like an MVP candidate, mm-hmm. and Kyrie, who's like an all-NBA guard, like, I kind of have to put them above Cleveland in, in that regard. Okay. But what I will That's say about the... Dallas, though, can yeah. I just say one thing, one thing, one thing? Yeah. Jaden Hardy... He's next. I'm saying he he is going to be that third guy on the team that you rely on. It's not Josh Green. It's not Derek Lively. It's not Prosper. It's Jaden Hardy. He's the he's the guy that's coming up. I've been saying that since last season. I think Jaden Hardy has potential to be like a number three guy on that team. You heard it here, guys. Jaden Hardy. He's next on October October eighth. October eighth at two fifty p.m. Two fifty p.m. I have officially announced Jaden Green as next up on Dallas. <laughs> That is very. That's fair. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with anything. I just hope to see some good wins from the maps this season. <laughs> wins are important. Yeah. Yeah. Before I can rank them any higher. Fair enough. That's fair enough. And now that's when Trey and Dejounte Murray come along. Oh, I just, wow! Yeah. After Dallas. Yeah. That is. It's like. Wow. It's like I said. I think they just had a. They just didn't have the ideal roster set up last season. But now, with the two of them knowing exact roles for each other, it's more of just like, all right, I'll cover for you, you cover for me. I don't know. I think their roster, other than Collins, like I think their offensive offensive pressure is alleviated a little bit, knowing that Collins is gone. But defensively, mm-hmm. their team is still trash. I mean, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Sadiq Bey as your two and three. You have Hunter probably as your backup three. Like This team is... They missed the playoffs in the East last season with, with, a, with a playoff structure which was not great. I mean, like Brooklyn sneaked in. Who's your Miami? I mean, they're probably a top top five seed. Yeah. But like if if a team like Chicago's fine for a playoff spot, they're one win away. The Raptors, like, how could they not make the playoffs with with the roster they had last year? Like this year, I do expect them to play better. I should, they should make a playoff spot, but like Dallas chose not to make the playoffs last year. They just played like shit and they tanked to not make the playoffs. So I don't know. To have Trey and Dejounte, I think are I think they're worse I don't in know. itself I think, than Doncic and Irving. I don't know. I think the duo. I, I've always just liked Dejounte Murray from San Antonio. Okay. And I just I think I'm a big Murray believer. I think he might get a bad rep because of how he turned. He switched up since leaving the Spurs. And he's a shit defender. <laughs> but overall, I don't. I think it's a duo that can that can actually achieve a lot. They try. So. We'll see. 
Yeah, we'll see next season. We'll see. It all depends on. I, I know you don't. Though. I know you don't like that take. <laughs> I know you don't. No, like, that like take. I didn't have them. I haven't have them too far behind. Like they're only like a few spots behind. But like, yeah, I I could see. Uh, I could see where they could be in this in this area. Maybe not above Dallas though. Like mm-hmm. Doncic, Kyrie. I don't know. But <laughs> I see. I see the vision. Like they can be in yeah. this Cleveland area. Yeah. Yeah, and then Cleveland was above them. I just. Mm. I just same reasoning. I just think they could be better. But this spot this is like the very middle. This is nearing the top ten now. Yeah, it's yeah. a cusp. Yeah, they're they're a good team. They're a good duel. It's just you need that extra push, that extra All NBA selection. Yeah, that's all they need. And I think <laughs> after, yeah. I think we probably have the same duel. I, I hope that we have the same duel. I had Sacramento here. You didn't have Sacramento here. Yeah, New higher. Orleans. And New Orleans. Where is New Orleans for me? Where is New Orleans? Did I not? Have New... I think this I missed New Orleans. I forgot New Orleans. I straight forgot New Orleans. Oh my god! That's, a, that's how forgettable they are, I guess. Yeah, they're actually that irrelevant. But also, the duo itself is like, who did you have? Because that's kind of argument. I guess I, would I have had myself. Zion and in bracket CJ and Ingram mm. because I don't know how reliable Zion is. Because yeah, if Zion's it's issue. if it's Zion and Ingram, <laughs> they might they might squeeze top ten. But if it's CJ and Ingram with Zion as a question mark, this is where they sit for me. So let's say best case, it's Zion BI. Let's let's say that's the duo, Zion and Brandon Ingram. Oh, they just make it one spot higher than the Sacramento Kings for me. So okay. I don't okay. think they're better than Randall and Brunson. Hmm. I don't think because they missed the so. playoffs altogether. Right. But I think talent wise, if you were to pitch the New Orleans Pelicans against the Sacramento Kings, I think the Pelicans can still win against them. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, I so I had New York actually at, at the next team. After Sac- okay. Okay, I didn't even say Sacramento, but after Sacramento, I had New York. But okay. if I had to put New Orleans Square anywhere, it'd probably be behind Sacramento. It just makes sense. Yeah, so it was like New Orleans, Sacramento. New York, Sacramento. And then I had New York. And then New York, yeah, that's the same. Okay, that's so the same, say, yeah. same, so order, same thing. Same okay, order. so I just same forgot thing. to put New Orleans on the list. Bro. <laughs> I forgot about the Pelicans. Yeah, like they're that irrelevant. That's actually so facts. But if you look, okay, so yeah, New Orleans, Zion, he is a number one option in, in itself. We've seen it time and time again. He's a number one option. It's just can he play? If he can play more than sixty games, then they would be at this spot. Yes. But for for the time being, it's it's kind of tough to it's like we're hoping for best case scenario, so it's it's kind of hard to to gauge to see if if they'll even reach here. Yeah, but then I think realistically, it might be CJ running the the two man. It might be, if that's the case, I'm actually relatively comfortable keeping them in this spot because I don't think I think CJ's a very overlooked. Yeah. I think everyone just thinks of him as oh the ideal number two option, but he's an I he's a number two option that can give you like 21, 22 points a game. We've seen it in Portland. We've seen it in New Orleans right now still. Yeah. He he can take over when he needs to. And Brandon Ingram's just solid all around. Like he I I rarely see a bad night from him. I see he's always he doesn't complain. He's a good teammate. Just... Yeah, I mean to say he doesn't complain is an understatement. FIBA, he was not even getting minutes, and he's just like, oh, it is what it is. He just shrugged it off. <laughs> he just shrugged it off, yeah. So Ingram, I mean, uh, that's, that's good for him. He is a, He's like a number 1B, I guess, uh, option, I would yeah, say. I could definitely see that. 
See, I guess they would still be in this area. Now, if it was CJ and Ingram, probably have to put them around Cleveland, probably above Cleveland in that regard. Because mm-hmm. Ingram's still a really dynamic scorer. Like, yeah, the position he plays as well. Like, it to to have a player like him at the position he's at, it that really bolsters his offense. I feel like he's one of those guys you see and just like. I wish I had him on my team, but then when you don't see him, he's just like, oh, you forget oh, about yeah, him. Yeah, you forget about him. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, yeah. if he was on the Raptors, we'd be like, bro, this guy is like top top yeah, 10. He's god. really good. He's a god, bro. He's a god, bro. It's only when he comes into town, you're like, who, who's this guy? He's just scoring all the points, bro. Like, what the fuck? I've never <laughs> seen this guy. And then he'd leave and you're just like, ah. Ah, oh, there, there he goes. Who was that? He was there. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, New Orleans Pelicans, I, I'm, I'm comfortable putting them here. Yeah. And then Sacramento. Falcons the bonus, not saying they had a fluke season. I just want to see it more right. before I can definitively say they're ranked higher. But I think the spot for them, really good. Yeah, like the- coming to into last season, yeah, like we thought that like they're just some two guys that are on a team together. Like maybe they'll miss the playoffs. No, like, they've shown that they can be a really dynamic duo together. Fox and made a huge jump, like massive jump. Because Sabonis, we've seen it in Indiana. He can be this guy. Yeah. Fox is the one that really changes game, like start to shoot way better, like – Able to hit that midi, it just completely changed his game. Like, he's actually a threat from the outside now. So, and they, they yeah. got uh, Golden State to what seven games, too. Yeah, and that. they're like a Sabonis rebound away from <laughs> making the next round. Like, if Sabonis could grab a board, they would make the next round. So, yeah, I think this duo, like, they proved that they're in this echelon, but for them to prove that they're they could be better than, let's say, Golden State, they have to prove that they can do it in the playoffs. Mm, yeah, for sure. And then we, then we have New York. Both yeah. Of us. Randall, Randall Brunson. Brunson. We've seen the playoffs. Solid guys. Brunson, number one point guard. He's shown that he's like an all-NBA caliber player. Brunson definitely had a lot of talk to be an all-NBA guard. Uh, he just didn't make it out in the end just because, yeah. I guess, there, there were just other guys ahead of him. I think it was just stats and all in all. It's just a stats. Because he's not – his stats are good, but they don't – they don't jump off the page like how Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But New York, I think this is a very good spot for them, considering where they were a year ago, missing the playoffs entirely. Mm. And you bring in Jalen Brunson from the Mavericks. Wow. That That's, completely changed a, the team. This is a team that will be in the top, I want to say top five for the next, I want to say three years, while Brunson's still under contract. In a minute, he signs elsewhere. Gone. Like, not even, probably tier three. It's just, they just are, like, one piece away from being a contender, I feel like. They really are. Like, uh, there's all these jokes about New York signing all these big players like Zion and KD. Like, they joke about it. But I think now they're actually a threat. Because if you go to this team as a star, you're going to a team that will probably, like, be a top contender in the East. If you have, like, if let's say you have Durant on this team. Like, bro, that team is easy contender. Brunson, Durant, like, and Randall gets overlooked a lot. Like last season, because the season before last season, he actually kind of regressed. Like he shot a lot worse yeah. than he would. People were like, okay, this is a real Randall. Like we've seen this in, in New Orleans when he had that one year. Like he just throwing up shots. But, but this, this season, year. he came back and proved that, no, like I'm here to stay. Like I can be that guy that can get a bucket for you in the clutch. I can, he can be the go to guy, the low block guy. Like he does a lot on the court that I think gets overlooked because it's Randall. You know, you look at him, you're like, ah, oh, is this. I don't know. He doesn't scream like a top guy. Yeah, <laughs> like he just—he's a Kuzma. Like, he kind of gets treated like Kuzma a little bit. Like, he's just a chucker, but he's not. Like he proved that he's actually a solid player. Damn, all the Laker players, like 2014, 15 Laker players. <laughs> oh, that's actually so true. <laughs> they all just seem like chuckers. Like 
Ingram got he had the the notion for a while. Clarkson got the notion. Randall, yeah, he got the same thing. The only one that kind of like people like are Lonzo and Josh Hart. Yeah, that's it. And Josh Hart's on this team too. That's crazy. Oh yeah, Josh Hart's on this team as well. I forgot about that. But yeah, yeah. I think this duo is solid in this spot. Yeah, very solid. And I think if my math's not wrong, that was number eleven. Oof. Damn. And now we're entering the top ten. Top ten. All this right. Is tough. This is relatively tough. similar. I think we both think the same. Okay. I think yeah, we, I think we do. Yeah. You have the exact yeah. same teams up to this point, which is I'm glad. It's like, crazy. Yeah. Let's go. You, did, you didn't have Washington up here, which is that's, that's thank awesome. God for that. I mean, I was thank thinking God, about bro. it, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> number ten, we got. So this is tough because I think if they go into the, it's Philly. Okay, it's Philly. Philly. I, All right, we're good. It's Philly. We're good, but it's tough because like you don't know if Harden's going to be on this team. What? You have Maxi. No, I don't wow. care. That's, I don't okay. care. I think like Maxi's an All Star this year. I think Maxi. I think will so too. Speak. So, it doesn't matter if Harden goes or stays. I think they still retain the ten spot. Hmm. Actually, that's that's interesting. That is because Maxi is really really good, and I he's think the overlooked. Part, yeah. He's yeah. overlooked because James Harden's in front of him, which is crazy. Because Maxi, like, last few years, like he has not complained once, but he's been a corner sitter for for like. All of last season, like until Harden goes down, it's like Maxi just sits in the corner and just catch and shoots, which he's really good at already. And now that Maxi, he's insane. He's different, bro. He's he's him. One of the best finishers for a guard in the league. I feel like every time he gets to the rim, like he has crafty finishes. Agree. Shoots the ball really well. Like, yeah, actually, you know what? Maybe I should I should not give a fuck if Harden plays or not. Like Maxi can be that bro, number one guy on that team. No, I don't. Uh... I'd even have Tyrese Maxey in brackets, but if you think about it, if Harden leaves, it does not matter. Hmm. It really does not matter. I think Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid can be a top team in the East. Or top duo in the East. You, like, open my mind. (laughs) Wow. It's crazy. But if Harden and Embiid are on the team, like, would you still have Maxey and and Embiid? Bro, if if Harden's still on the team, that's just, that's better for Philly because they got another tool another weapon they can just use if wow you're saying harden's the tool now he's not even like the not even the number one guy if harden's well, on the team he, okay let's be honest okay let's for for the philly even though we love maxi i'd rather have maxi than harden at this point yes yes but philly would still use harden over maxi because why wouldn't you if you have a former mvp why would you not want that yeah exactly so that's, that's but even it. even if Whoever it is, they're still in the spot, which is surprising. Like Maxi, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, I'm proud of Maxi to see where he's come from. He was like a late pick in the first round a few years ago, and like he's kind of been like that bench scorer. You, you had him yeah, in the yeah. same tier as like Shake Milton, kind of. But he's grown from that. He's went from Shake Milton to future all- to James Harden. Like James Harden, <laughs> he's exactly. a new James Harden. So it's because I'm proud of this he's guy. A, he's a better. He's a better James Harden. He's a better James Harden, younger and better hair. That's, you know that's what I'm saying. Mine. That's a, that's my take. You know, I agree with you. I'm taking Harden <laughs> off this. I'm putting Maxi, and they're still being top ten. So that's yeah, good on them. Number nine. I'd go and say. Ooh. I'd go and say. I think that the age is gonna hit Clay really hard because I think it's still occurring Clay, but Clay is not the defender he used to be. He's still a great shooter, one of the best shooters in the league. 
Curry's still the number one guy, but I think if I look at the, at the teams above, it's all guys that are like in their prime right now and are playing all NBA ball right now. Whereas Clay is he's like kind of borderline all star. They complement each other really well. It's just I can't really put them above these other guys that have like the superstardom kind of talent that they they possess. Mm. You might have you might have changed my mind then. It's just clay. Like, this is not yeah. clay from four years ago, five five years yeah. ago. It's you make it's, a you make a very solid point because I was looking at this. I I had, I had Golden State a little higher up. I was like, Clay's actually putting up the same exact numbers as he did from his his prime years when they were winning like championships. Because yeah. Clay just he was a he was probably the perfect complementary piece to Curry. Yeah, and that's kind of why I just kept them at like where I have them. But age is... I completely forgot about age. And I think his defense has slipped a lot. And, like, he's just not defense, able to play 40-plus minutes. Yeah, because, what, he played, like, barely 30 last season. Because, yeah, even helped. in the playoffs, yeah, like, he played a lot of minutes. But you've seen at the end of games, like, he his shot is just not falling. Like, he's tired. Yeah. He's just not able to like, play the same as he you, is. Your, your duo becomes from Steph and Clay to Steph and Wiggins. Because you can't rely too much on Clay anymore at that stretch of the game. Okay. And sometimes let's not go just, there. Let's yeah. not say, let's... No, it is. It's true. <laughs> is though. it? Is it? I think it's Clay true, is still. I think Wiggins is like a corner sitter when it's time to time to win. When it's time but, to win, it's still Curry and Clay. I'll be honest. Okay. But you can like, Wiggins has stepped up if Clay is not providing. Okay. Yeah. True. True. And that's that's where my argument comes in because if Clay can't play that forty mark minute mark anymore who are you gonna put rudy gay <laughs> summerly rudy gay like no way no way maybe jordan pool pretty... if he was still in you know, jordan pool you know, washington yeah. represent <laughs> i think you might have changed my mind but i'm gonna just say i did i had Kawhi and pg in number nine okay okay a uh health yeah both these guys are never healthy uh we've been saying every year Oh, they're a contender this year because they're going to be healthy. No fucking way. They're never healthy, bro. It's just <laughs> that's just that's just. It the sucks, truth. but it's the truth. Yeah. It's, I can't. I can't put them any higher because they haven't proved. They haven't made a conference. PG has made a conference final. Yeah. Not even Kawhi. It's, it's. I can't say much for this team, but they have the talent. They just haven't proved anything, and I, I can't say any more. That sucks because it, it always is down to health with these guys. It's always health with these two, yeah. And at some point, you're going to have to be Steve Ballmer and think, do I blow these, blow these guys up? Because clearly they need more help since, and I don't have the money anymore. <laughs> Ballmer not having money anymore? I don't know about that. Hey, Ballmer is like bro, deep pockets. He's like $3 billion on this team every yeah. year. <laughs> with the tax, yeah, like, yeah, they're getting cooked. So it's true. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. That's where I'm coming from, but I could be wrong. Mm. No, I, I had a toss-up between between the Clippers and Miami, and I actually am going Miami down here at nine. Miami's my next one. Or eight, I, just, I guess. Talent-wise, Bam and Butler, just, it doesn't match up to everyone else above. Which is crazy because they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. The last, is, like, yeah. We're still disrespecting them. I know. Is, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I think the coaching goes a, lot, a long way with these guys. And Butler just becoming Michael Jordan in the playoffs also changes that. Like when it comes to playoff duos, maybe you have to rank these guys a bit higher yeah. because Butler just turns into prime MJ, like T Mac or something. So, but 
But just at the time being, I'm looking at the name. I had Kawhi and PG above, but even looking at, let's say, Boston or Milwaukee, like, the talent is just there for those teams to be, like, mm-hmm. a perennial duo. Whereas yeah. Butler Adebayo was, like, a really solid duo that played really well when it comes time to play playoff games. But the players itself, you can't match them up against these duos yeah. that we have above. Uh, what did you think of his haircut? Butler. Yeah. I think you can pull it off. Like, I, I see the vision. I see how yours is swept to the side. Because like, he... He had one. Off. He he had it for one day, and then after media day, he he changes back. It's it's every year, bro. It's like the media day. It's like the the Brandon Tanev. If you watch NHL, like Brandon Tanev, he has this media day picture, and every year it just he makes this crazy ass face on media day, and he gets crazier every year. So I think Butler is doing the same thing where he just I mean, next. Okay, let's. What do you think he's gonna do next year? Like if you had a thing, what, what do you think he would do? Shave everything. Shave it off. I was thinking bald then, cap. Yeah. <laughs> and then next day, it's back. Like, it's back. They, even the beard. He shaves the beard, and one day the beard's back. Like and the beard's back. Exactly. Miraculously. That's what's gonna happen next. Yeah. I pray he goes. Oh, he already did that though. He did that with the with the dreads. So he shaved his beard <laughs> off too. No, bro. He he just does it right in the middle. And just, oh like, my yeah. god, dude. You should do like the old man. Like get the like the the reverse fade the top, like the, the hairs over there yeah the hairs you should do that maybe that's what you do next year that'd be hilarious next year you get the unibrow oh and then he recruits ad to the heat because yeah, that's where exactly. you're supposed to go oh interesting interesting <laughs> yeah every year is something crazy with it, it's something crazy but like i'm i just love it because he's trying to troll media for it yeah and then they had yeah. and they end up having to use his 2k yeah uh, that was so <laughs> funny bro like they tried to use his 2k picture bro but you can't. You have to go back like, to that picture with yeah, the dreads. Exactly. I guarantee this, they're, this they're not going to use it. They're not going to use that picture. They're going to go back to like <laughs> two years ago, like back when he had normal hair. And then he's going to complain. And then the media has to change it back. They have to change it back, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Miami is above the Clippers for me. Yeah, it's a toss-up. So I, I can agree with you, yeah. After them, this is where it gets meaty. This is like the, the creme of the crop. Creme of the crop? Who'd you have? Memphis. 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 I have Ja. And I know it's it's a weird spot, but I, I think Desmond Bain is the duo. Not Jerry Not Jackson. JJJ. Not JJJ. Yeah, I had the same duo, actually. I'm not sure why oh, I reacted did? that okay, way. Right. So I don't know why I reacted that way, but yeah. <laughs> Me- yeah, Memphis. Yeah, you go ahead. I th- yeah, I, I just figured Desmond Bain is... He's a borderline all-star. He's He should have won most improved. And yeah. But it went to Jaw for some reason. <laughs> somehow, the second year player that became better somehow went to the rookie of the year that got better. It's yeah, like wolf, so most improved, weird. bro. I mean, no sense. I mean, I think Desmond Bain should have won it. Uh, Jaw Moran, Desmond Bain, that's my duo. They've secured the second seed last year, even minus his antics. I think this team could go all the way to the finals. Yeah, for sure. The way the team's yeah. built, and I had Desmond Bain like Jaron Jackson Jr. He's a really talented player, but. I think Bane's like that true number two. Like he, he's kind of like, I don't want to like, I'm not trying to compare it all that much, but like mm-hmm. Curry and Clay in their prime, like it's like a different dynamic. Like where Jaw is like that ball dominant guard that gets all the attention. Like he's super like dynamic, but then yeah, Bane is waiting on the wing with all these open threes. Like he can attack the basket. Like you kind of forget about Bane, whereas you forget about Clay. Like you don't realize that. They're on that team until you play them, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" Bane scoring Holy like twenty five plus a to, game. I actually need to guard him. Yeah, and like, not leave him open. <laughs> exactly. Like you might have to give more attention to Bane than you have to draw at some points. So yeah, yeah. I, this dude is scary. And Bane, especially. Can, Bane can take over. 
Exactly. Yeah, we see it last season. He he's a better clay. With with this wingspan, I don't know. Like with this wingspan, he has, but he like in terms of like you, you could play like that. True. Like we see him do no, but you. I, I think I think you have kind of a case there. Like he's a really good shooter, like lethal if off you, the dribble. If you put Desmond Bain in twenty in the mid twenty tens instead of clay, do I'm they win there. more? Do they win there. more chips? No, they don't. Or not? No, they don't. Clay in his prime was insane because he was like a number one defender and he was probably the best wing defender in the league at that point. Like before Kawhi turned into Kawhi, oh, Clay oh, was wow. elite. But Clay, Kawhi was been probably the number one in my opinion since twenty like four, 2013, 2014. He's been number one. But I think on teams with Kawhi, it's like Kawhi has also been surrounded around great defenders as well. To where even if he does get blown by, it's no, like it's is, easier for him to recover. Where Clay is making up for Curry's defense, and especially back then he was terrible. Curry, Clay is out here just defending the best guys night in night out, and it's like he's still able to produce like twenty five plus yeah, on offense every I, game. That's that's fair. Like Bane, Bain, I don't know if he's there defensively. As discussion Clay. for another day. We'll another day. Maybe another next year we'll have this discussion because de- this is Destin's Bane's breakout year. Yeah. So you never know. He but should be making an all star year, all star team. This he year. should, especially with with Jaw out. Like you expect that to happen. Yeah. So yeah, right. it's just, yeah, it's it's a good place for them. Yeah. Uh, then you. So after Memphis, I had Boston. Ooh, that's a far from where I had them. I think after Boston is like when you get to the actual like, like okay, Tames a superstar, Browns also a star, and they made the finals. And they should, probably should have made the finals last year, but with, with with the weaknesses that they have together, it's like Tame can disappear in some games. He really can, and if he's not playing the best, he's just gonna be chucking shots. Whereas like, I just don't see them having like a secondary option where if they're missing shots, what can they do? Neither are the greatest finishers at the rim. Like Brown does mm-hmm. tend to get stuffed very very often. Like he does, he's not really a dynamic finisher, more of a jump shooter. And Tatum, he's a real superstar on this team. But if I'm looking at the teams above, it's like. Their superstars I'll probably take above Tatum. That's very fair. I'm just also considering age as well. Age, yeah, it is a factor. It is a factor. Because these two are probably the youngest duo in terms of in the top like the top five ish area. They're probably the top duo in terms yeah. of age. And I would I would take that explosiveness and that like willingness to attack any day. Over someone who's like more aware of their like, oh my back hurts or something like. Whose back but, hurts in the top five here? Oh my ankles hurt. Sorry, eighty. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> but uh, for me now, this is where I put Stephen Clay. But you wow. made a really, you made a really good argument, where I might have to have to slide them down a little bit. But I just figured Clay is still putting up the same like stats, yeah, and you're you right. still have solid good three and D defenders around him. Like then, while they, they probably aren't the number one defender on the wing that Clay used to be, uh, they still are serviceable and very reliable, for Clay to get back on offense without having to use too much energy, and Curry's right. just going to Curry. Curry just doesn't seem to slow down. Yeah, it's like you expect him to, but he's like thirty four, thirty five, but he's still MVP. No, it, Curry. Yeah, it's it's not. He kind of gets better, which is weird. Like he gets better. He's a better defender. Well, his we've talked this, we talked about this before. His is a skill game. It's not a. It's his. 
his talent isn't based off of athleticism. It's hmm. if you can shoot better, you just keep working on it, and it gets better over time. It's just how it is. That's, That's how players like JJ Redick and Kyle Korver managed to stay in the league for so long. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just figured since Steph is putting up like 37, 30, 39 points a night, you you got to have Clay up there as well. And Steph carries the bulk of this duo, but right, still very serviceable. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. So who'd you have top after? Five. Yeah, who'd you have? Because that that was my top five, I guess. Yeah. So it's top five now, right? Yeah. Yeah. LeBron and AD, number five. Hmm. I know we've been saying how they were like, we're not LeBron. They're not LeBron and AD. Top five. Did yeah. I miss a duo? Did you? This is a tough. Did I miss another duo? There's no way. <laughs> Let's just keep going because if, if this is a top five, because I just said Boston and that was my five. Boston's your five. Maybe I missed out because I didn't. I said Memphis. I had Philly, Clippers, Miami, Memphis, Golden State. Let's just keep going. And now five more. Let's keep going. Lakers. Age and health. Mm. If it weren't for those two things, number one, in my opinion. But age and health. And you can never doubt LeBron. It's just exactly. that simple. Yeah. Number one is interesting, though. Number one is interesting. I think if not age and health. Okay, if not age and health, then probably because they're they're probably at one point after their championship year they were number one, number two in the league. I feel like. Yeah, but like it got to a point where like LeBron was suffering more injuries than he ever did in Miami and Cleveland. AD just has glass ankles, but when he does play, he's a fucking beast. Mm. So you can't you can't deny the talent that's there, and their games. They're both solid. Well, AD is a, a god defensively, and LeBron is solid there. And they both have the offensive output to score 30 a night. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. That duo is fine. They just, just got to keep doing what they've been doing and stay healthy. Exactly. Yeah. Not I much to say about five. them. Like, they've shown that yeah. they can win. They've already won before. And yeah. they're kind of like the same players. Like, nothing really changed in their games. You're yeah. just hoping AD plays more minutes and LeBron shoots better. That's it. Mm-hmm. And. The final four. Maybe the final four we'll see in the conference finals. <laughs> Amazing. Number four. Anyways, who's number four? Number four, Phoenix. Okay. Do you have that? Oh, you didn't have Boston yet, did you? No, Boston. Okay, right. that makes sense. Okay. Boston's ahead, yeah. Phoenix so for you, you're four. Okay. So yeah. Phoenix is my number three then. I just think Booker and KD is duel you cannot you look at the, the like the, the lineup in the night you're the coach shit like this <laughs> is, and then you can't even forget you have Beal just being low key somewhere you still have Eric Gordon still have Yusuf Nurkic you still have a bunch of these these guys that can shoot and compliment them it's Booker and KD in itself is just it's a nightmare it is it is yeah, I think that's... this this duo is like I think it's a top three. Like, is the most talented guys in the league, and it's a duo. I feel like. Mm. Whereas like Boston, but they kinda... they haven't won anything together yet. That's my argument for putting them in. That is three. true. They have not won anything together yet, which is why we put them down here. But at yeah. the same time, Booker has made the finals by himself, pretty much. Like yeah. Chris Paul was on that team, but like it really is just Booker carrying the load. Durant has made the finals before, maybe not on teams by himself, but he showed that he can be the number one guy and take over series against great teams. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Well, the finals MVPs prove it. <laughs> finals MVP? 
I don't know. I mean, let's be honest, like those Miles MVPs. Like uh, he's just you know, he was on team with Curry and Clay. Like kind of unfair. But I, I well, look at more they, of them. They took a, they took the gravity away from him. True. True. I look at more of his days in Brooklyn where, like, him against Milwaukee was, like, insane. Like, he was absolutely going that crazy was... against Milwaukee. Like, that proves to me that he can be that guy. So, on a team with Booker and Durant, even last I'm year. I'm thinking seen... at the OKC days. Well, that's a bit too young for, for, for old KD. No, 20, 20, like, 25th, like, MVP KD was, was a dog, bro. But he's he just... probably not the same guy now. Yeah, no. But, like, he, he has that... He has the ability to go all out. Hmm. He does. Yeah. The only time he couldn't was 2016 when he kind of just fell apart against Warriors in game. The 20. whole team fell apart. Yeah, true. Yeah. But yeah. But I now, think that. Aside I think, from yeah. that. Yeah, you're right. Aside from that, he has the ability to do it, to do anything. So. And a Booker, who I think, I think, is better than KD. Like, this team is, is like, they have to be, like, a top three contender probably like i'd have i guess top five now with boston like in like coming into the mix but like booker is he's shown like three four years in a row that he is a number one guy like he can take over games and shoot extremely efficiently like and his defense has gone better year after year like yeah, it does. for me he's the guy that i look at to to make this duo like he's a duo with durant as a second guy in my opinion oh yeah this is this is booker's team it's on this is booker's KD. team KD is no longer the face of a franchise. He's just the the complimentary piece. Now. Which is, I mean, on, on many other wild. teams, he he would Which be number one guy. Yeah, like if he was like, on the Raptors, you, he'd be number one. Any team underneath uh, Golden State, in my opinion. So I had like Memphis, Miami, Clippers. Like any team underneath that is KD's team. Yeah, but then Golden State is still Devs, Lakers still LeBron, and then every other team is still respectively their own. Teams. Yeah, respectively their own teams. Yeah. Which is crazy, because Booker is like the one. Because Booker's name stands out so much. Like LeBron, okay, you understand. Like Curry, okay, you get it. But Booker is like you. You kind of like. I feel like people don't want to accept that he is that guy. People don't want to accept the fact that Booker is that well, guy. It's because he's still like age-wise and experience-wise, he's still younger. But he's proven that he can get to a point where he's the number one option. He's made the finals and has played really well in the finals against the championship team. Like. What more he can went, you ask of him? He went up two and zero against Milwaukee. Yeah, like if he wins the finals that year, like you're looking at Booker as I mean, he as already is top, the best shooting guard in the league. No, you're okay. looking at Booker as one of the best players in the league. Which I think he is. I think he's top five. IMO. I think he's top five. I'm still, I'm still, still a little I'm, about that. But. It's tough. It's tough because well, Team well, USA. Are you starting him over Kawhi? Yes. Yeah. Starting. You probably have to. Yeah. Over Kawhi now. Maybe. Maybe in 2019, no, but now yes. Well, 2019, Kawhi is the best player on the planet, so it makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I think Booker has come such a far away. So is that your number four as well, or that's my number three? Because I had Boston at five. Four? Boston. Who's and your number LA four? at four. Okay. So I guess same reasoning for me, health and. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, they could be higher, but they're not. Health and age. Health and age. Number three goes to. Oh, for me, right. Denver Nuggets. Behind Boston? Ryan. Ryan, they just won the finals. Denver Nuggets are a championship roster. Or, like, it's a championship duo. But Murray only really 
explodes in the second half of the season. He has a very slow first half of every single year he's been in the league. He's always kind of like taking it slow the first two months. And then by the time after the all-star break, after the trade deadline, that's when he goes off. So I can't, I can't say that for sure that he's consistently, the duo is consistently top three. Or top two, sorry. Damn. Yeah. Do I make my argument now or later? You can make it now. Because you mind. have Boston over them. Yeah, I do I have think Boston from what them. we've seen, okay, regular season, for a lot of these players, don't really matter. Also, yeah. also, I'm biased oh, because oh, Jalen Brown, right? It's, it's Jalen okay. Brown. I'm not going to, yeah. But That's fair enough. Continue, continue. Fair enough. Okay, now, now I understand where you're coming from. So yeah. now I have no argument. <laughs> no, I think I think Murray and Jokic, we've seen it in the playoffs time after time. And I think playoffs, okay, I've seen this on Twitter one time. Someone said, like, Murray's the only player in NBA history that's, like, showing me that you can do it in the regular season. Like, he's the one guy that, you've seen it in the playoffs, you need to see in the regular season. It was just really weird because the playoffs is what matter more. Yeah. But Murray, he has started every year seemingly injured for the past two or three years. So it makes sense that he starts a bit slow. It's harder for him to get like acclimated to the team, especially coming off of injuries. But we've seen that like this year in the playoffs, where he comes through in the playoffs and plays against the best teams. He play they play against Phoenix, they play against LA, and then they play against Miami, who's made the finals before and is a really stout defensively team. And the duo itself, I have them at number one because the pick and roll with Murray and Jokic, probably the most unstoppable modern day offense. Like for the like after the Golden State Warriors in like twenty nineteen with KD. It's like Murray and Jokic are unguardable. There is no weakness in that offense. It's a, it's a, it's a winning Carmelo and John Stockton. <laughs> yeah, you know, literally. It's like you can't give up anything. Like both of these guys can shoot threes. Both of these guys can attack the basket. Both of them are actually really elite in the post. Like Murray for a guard is really elite in the post. There's no weakness, and on defense, maybe they're not the greatest, but like it doesn't really matter because the team they have around them. The duel itself works really well. They just want a championship with it. And Murray has proven that he's like an all NBA caliber guard. Like he's better than Mitchell, he's better than Halliburton, he's better than. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd probably put him in the same echelon as SGA, in my opinion. Ooh, that's that's helpful. because Murray's offense itself, like maybe it's not a team of Jokic, but if you look at the player individually, I think that his offense in itself is efficient. He has really good shot selection, and the, and the long twos that he takes, he makes them more than like forty five percent of the time. He attacks the basket, like he's pretty much Chris moves my player IRL. So, I don't know. I think this duo, like, you have to put them at number one just from what they've proven and the players that they are individually. My argument always comes back to, like, his regular season. Uh, why yeah. is that the argument, Ryan? It's, it's regular season basketball. Well, like, regular season basketball determines where you, how you, how you're supposed to be, like, matched up in the postseason. And they made the first seed with Murray playing bad. If Murray plays good. 82 so, I think I might be still disrespecting them then. I think, so. I think Murray gets no respect. Like I think he he could make an argument for top fifteen, top ten player in the league. He could. Like I, yeah, he's he, probably, he probably could, but I'm not doing that for some reason. It's, damn. I think I'm just more more willing to change my idealisms. <laughs> also, you were high on the Nuggets since time, so yeah, since like 2018. So <laughs> yeah, I guess. So it's. it's it, it, it's like what, I've seen it coming, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I've been Milwaukee. I've been Indiana. It's, it's, right. That's fair enough. 
But Murray gets no yeah, respect. We're Absolutely gonna, no we're gonna respect. have to get back. We're gonna have to get yeah. back to this on another episode. It's, it's tough for me to like. He's better than Trey Young. Yeah, he he's is better than De'Aaron Fox. He, he's yes, better than Kyrie. I would say yes, he is. Like he's it's the argument. Like if he's, he's better, better than, than like Harden. so he's he's a top fifteen player. Like if that's the case, but he's not better than Steph. He's not better than Steph, obviously. Like he's better, not he, better than Jaw. He's better than Jalen Brown. Jaw yeah, is like can, you can make yeah. an argument. I I, no, I would say he's better I, than Jaw. I would say I he's better Jaw's, than Jaw. I think Jaw's better than Jamal Murray. I think Jaw's a worse shooter, a worse defender. He's he doesn't have like the the basketball IQ that he does. He doesn't have a post game. He's a better attacker at the rim, not a better mid range shooter. Like I think Murray's game is so complete that if he has his own team, it's like you don't know what it's gonna be because he's been on a team with Jokic. But you've seen that when he does get the chance to to make his own shot, run his own offense. He's elite. He is. He just is. Like, he can literally, he has no weaknesses on offense. He really doesn't. I don't know. I think he gets really disrespected just because he's, he's on a team with Jokic. Maybe, yeah. Because he, they've been playing together. And I yeah. guess, like, you only see the evolution of the MVP and not really his running mate, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So it makes sense that he's, I guess, not rated as high. But I think the player in, in Jamal Murray is elite. Hey man, number three is still pretty good. <laughs> it's still pretty good, but behind Boston, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like Jalen Brown Boston is number not... two. Boston number two. I don't know. Jim. That that duo is just super young and just. I know they haven't won anything, but they lost to an experienced Golden State squad. Like it's it's tough for me to say no, to anything lower than two. But a team that won the championship, like I don't I know, know. I know. I know. I know. That's, I thought winning that's... means everything to you, Ryan. Like what is a switch up? Might have to. Come back to me in a month. Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll switch it up. We'll bad, switch, bad, bad. We might switch things up. And then, is that your number three or two? No, your number one is Denver, right? Yeah. Who's your, is your number three Phoenix? Yeah. So your number two is Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah. I that's thought we were going to flip-flop one. on this. Wow. That's, that's my number one. Milwaukee's my number one. That's a fair case for Milwaukee, yeah. yeah Giannis so, and Dame, you can, I can't even two argue. Top, yeah. You have two top 75 players. It's... And Dame just had his best season last year. Giannis was an MVP candidate. It's yeah, it's hard winning. to make an argument. Yeah, I think they're winning the chip this year. I think I think they're winning this year. It's fair with enough. The pieces, with the pieces around them, it's it's not hard to say they aren't. The only real challenge to me is probably going to be Boston because they have so many pieces that can like threaten Milwaukee's. Like offensive game plan, but defensively, like you have so many good pieces that can help out. You have you just have like DPOYs after DPOYs in in Milwaukee. It's, it's not fair. Only thing that I would make an argument for is the coach from Milwaukee. A first year coach, it's tough. That's the only thing that, that could change or like it could make or break your season. Like the coach, he's in Philly. I mean, I mean, like he he won in his first year. True. But yeah. that's a pretty rare case, you know. Did James Borrego work out for, for Charlotte? Hey, man, that roster was not built to win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But you never know. Like, the coaching is, is volatile. So you, that's what makes it break the season. Coaching is underrated. Coaching is super underrated. If they had Spolstra, it's, they're probably, like, they're probably a, a minus favorite to win the title. Like, they're probably, like, minus 100 to win the title if they had Spolstra. <laughs> so. But we don't know. Was it Griffin? Yeah, Adrian Griffin. Yeah. Adrian Griffin. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Coach Griffin. I mean, Coach Griffin's been um, has shown he 
he can do a lot of good things in Toronto. So. I, I I can't speak on that. I've never seen him coach. He's oh, okay. coaching. He's coached before, but I've never seen him match a coach. <laughs> All right, and that's that's the top. That's our huh? list. That's our top thirty. Interesting that's final it. three teams, though. Interesting. Hey man, top. It's better than Washington. We'll see. <laughs> Washington ends up being Washington's the best doing league. They win the title. First, oh, if they win man. the title, I mean, God damn. I, I'm I'm retiring, man. You're retiring? I'm, I'm, okay. I'm not I'm not watching ball anymore. I will I will literally I'll start going on TV. Like I'll make a case for going on TV. I'll be the new like dropping dimes twenty on Twitter, bro. <laughs> I just see everything. You'll be like uh, Austin Chang, like reporting, reporting instead of Woj or Shams. Yeah, I'm like the. I'll just start making the sport book bets, you know. Like I'll be making all the bets on like Bet Three Six Five because I just know everything. Oh, you just know everything. Uh, Jordan Plum most is, improved though. Jordan Plum most improved. It's coming. It's coming. I don't think that is. No, I think that's reasonable. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. Because like I mean, that's, the situation I mean, he's in. I mean, yeah, he's on a new team now. He has so many more. Yeah, it first always happens. On a new team, yeah, it always it happens. happens. <laughs> you have Victor Oladipo moving to Indiana. You have Larry Markin to the Jazz. You have. I was going to say D'Angelo, but Pascal won that year. You have just so many people just just winning them. And besides John Morant. Okay, that one was bullshit. So that one we don't have to worry about that. That was just bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, that's our list. Yeah. How long was that? Ryan, we have you in ending the podcast. Let's end the podcast for the viewers before we get to that, <laughs> all right? Thank you for listening, guys. We'll hopefully see you guys in another two weeks. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And we'll see you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I love you. Love you.